and welcome to the Way to Wellness podcast and our series, 10-Minute Tips. This is designed to give you useful information in 10 minutes or less so you can get on with your day. My name is Angela Shack, and I'm the founder of Way to Wellness and your host today. Our topic today is focusing on connection with your family. I know many of you are already thinking, I have spent more time with my family this year than ever before. But being connected is more than spending time together. In a recent high school focus group, kids shared concerns about their parents being pretty stressed out as they are still trying to manage the ups and downs of the pandemic and the new variant. So kids are sometimes hesitant to go to their parents when they have something on their mind or something of concern. As a parent myself, I know we want to be available for our kids and help them through challenging times. I also know it's difficult to be present, especially when there's so much going on. Recently, the U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. Murthy, published a book on loneliness and lack of connection. It's titled Together, The Healing Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World. Murthy found that there often is a gap between the connection that you need and the connection that you get. Basically, that means that parents may have good intentions in helping their child, but what they're doing is just not meeting the needs of the child and perhaps doesn't feel supportive and connected. It's really hard when you see your child sad or upset. Parents may try to fix the problem, which oftentimes doesn't really address how the child is feeling. Think of the last time you felt sad or upset. What made you feel supported? Was it someone who tried to fix or change how you were feeling? Or was it someone who listened to you and tried to understand how you're feeling? I think most of us would say that having someone listen, really listen, often is more supportive and offers more connection. This may sound simple, but it takes time and especially intention to listen and connect with others. The kind of connection we're talking about isn't just for your kids. There are strategies that we're going to talk about today that also help with your significant other, with people that you work with, and with anyone else that you interact with. So let's take a look at some of those strategies. First, as we just mentioned, Connection starts with listening. That will involve stepping away from the computer, the phone, the TV, or whatever has your attention at the moment, and focusing and giving your full attention to that person, whether it's a child or an adult. Believe me, they'll notice if you're being distracted by other things. Try to be right there in the moment and let everything else go. I know you won't be able to pull this off all of the time, but if you can practice this several times a week, I think you'll find that you will start to open some doors to more opportunities to connect. So let's look at the second strategy or tip. When someone talks about a problem or shares upset feelings, rather than immediately trying to give advice, try to say something supportive. Maybe something like, Wow, how was that for you? Or, I'm really glad you told me about how you're feeling. 
or what would you like to do about this? And if you want to offer help or suggestions, you can ask, is there anything I can do to help? Making those kinds of statements shows the person that you're listening and understand and want to help. The third thing you can do is think about how to focus on the emotion more than the circumstances of what is happening. For example, the angry behavior that you may see in others is what you're seeing on the outside, but there may really be fear or anxiety or a lot more going on on the inside that's driving the behaviors that you're seeing. If it's a child you're talking with, you may want to help them identify and label the feelings. Sometimes they have difficulty putting the feelings with the words. They may be feeling scared or frustrated or worried and just can't find the words to describe it. The more you're able to understand on the emotional level, the safer that person is going to feel and more likely will come and share some of the difficult things that are happening in their lives. Be sure to allow those emotions so that the person can work through it and get back to a place of feeling connected. This is pretty hard to do when maybe what you're only seeing is the anger. Step back, take a moment, try to look and see what's underneath the behavior, and perhaps acknowledge what you're seeing. Adults sometimes, too, find a hard time connecting the feelings and behaviors. The fourth thing is take time to play and laugh and have fun. I know this sometimes just seems like another job that you have to do at the end of the day. We may just be talking about 10 or 15 minutes to set aside time to do something fun with your family. It really does help to strengthen the connections and get some of those feel-good endorphins going so everyone feels better. If you can be intentional about setting aside at least 10 to 15 minutes a day, I think you'll find that it's worth the effort. And number five, physical connection and emotional connection go together. Hugs are a great way to show that you care. Or physical connection could be something as simple as putting your hand on someone's shoulder or patting their back, or even a smile to show that you're there and you care. There are numerous studies of brain science that show that authentic connection to another person is the number one factor that builds resilience, especially in people who have experienced some traumas in their past. People are wired to be connected and strive to make those connections. In a recent study at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, they found that our need to connect is as fundamental as our need to eat. This is because eating and connection both tap into the same reward centers of our brain. So making connections is not only good for your relationships, it's good for your survival. Try adding a couple of these strategies and see if it makes a difference in the way you're feeling connected to your family. You may notice that Family members are coming to you a little more often to share more about how they're feeling and may even ask for your help when needed. I hope these tips give you a little bit more feelings of comfort as we go through this difficult time. 
All we can do is be present as best we can, take that time away from all of the other distractions to focus on what really matters, relationships. Thanks for listening today to the Way to Wellness podcast, and be sure to tune in soon to the next one, uh, or take a look at our blog post, which also go into some details about some of these same uh, topics and many more. You can check all that out at our website, www.way-2to-wellness.com. And as always, stay safe and well.